Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Good to be back with you guys again. Uh, I'm super excited today. We are with the next generation of fight at Pharos. Yeah. Um, I have my dream team assembled in front of me. Uh, I have Graham Jenkins. Hey, Graham. Hi, how are you doing? Good. I have Aaron Michael. Hey, Aaron. What up? And I have Katie Michael. Hey, Katie. You know I don't Michael. love Katie. Sorry, Katie Michael. <laughs> 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 time I say it. Katie Michael. Katie I have Katie a triggering Michael. thing about just it's Katie. Right. Well, I, 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 yeah. I did that to you for so long. For so long, but you yeah. knew it. You knew it made me mad. But, like, I he's, did. like, my brother. He kind of gets under my skin. But, like, you know, any other nicknames, Kim, Cam, KMP, Katie Michael, Muscle Michael is kind of the best well, one. Well, the but. scary thing is when you see Katie Michael box, <laughs> and then you get a name wrong, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's just real bad. It's real bad. <laughs> What's about to happen here? <laughs> Uh, so yeah. obviously Aaron Michael, Katie Michael, you guys are new here. People know, have known Graham for a while, but I do want to um, kind of introduce all of you today, uh, just to the, the kind of like everyone that listens to the podcast, um, get a little bit of idea of your background, how you found the sport, um, your experiences so far in the sport, and um, specifically what that sport has done for you as individuals. Um, that can be on a fitness level or on a personal emotional level um, and just take it wherever you want to take it so Graham why don't we start with you and then you'll yeah I um I came into martial arts when I was five and so oh you've been doing this since you were five I've been doing this since I was five so I've been doing this for a little over 25 years now and um I started off with the basic you know like the martial arts you know taekwondo and judo and and slowly got into muay thai and boxing Um, what was the did you was there a parent like no there wasn't i it was two things it was uh, a lot of bruce lee movies and you were five yeah (laughs) when i was five a lot of bruce lee movies and then uh, a lot of bullying where uh you were doing the bullying no no (laughs) i was needing to learn how to defend myself because right that i i was getting bullied a lot um so it was it was those two things. It was wanting to basically be Bruce Lee and to not also get my ass kicked every day at school. Um, so it was a nice way to start. And then, of course, you know, you in these martial arts, you actually do start fighting and you start learning discipline and you start kind of developing um, not only some self-confidence, but you know, ways to deal with certain problems and, um, you know, the, the bullying stopped. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point. We'll get into this a little bit later on, but a lot of people see people who do combat sports as, oh, but they're aggressive or mm. it's because they want to fight. False. The truth is a lot of people get into it because they want to defend themselves yes. and they want yeah. to be able to, you know, be protected and teach protection to yes. others. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. And we see it a lot in a lot of fighters as well, whether... You know, we see a lot of athletes that were kind of cultivated from a young age into something because they had that kind of a nice natural skill set. But right. then with people like George St. Pierre, there was a lot of, there was bullying and there was wanting to yeah. learn that. And then, you know, kind of getting into the competitive side of things yeah. as well. Okay. So I kind of interrupted you there. But no, so no, you were five years old. You started, uh, you started combat sports. Um, and you've been doing it ever since. Yes. And at what point did you kind of like, 
has it just gone in phases from like taekwondo, taekwondo to boxing to kind of UFC style? Have you always just done everything? Or is- um, it, it was a bit of phases. You know, starting off, I only had the you know, movies and stuff to watch. So you're kind of trying to emulate right. a lot of that stuff. You're film fighting. And, yeah, yeah you're, you're film fighting. You're doing those things. But then it was uh, I, I, when I, I forget how young I was, but I saw Boss Rutan fight in Pride. It was either Pride or it was uh, Pancras. And... That was incredible to see, to see the mixture of, um, right. you know, all the of these techniques. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, you know, just kind of like a little bit of grappling and things like that. So that started my interest in that as well, going like, okay, how does this work? And luckily at the local place I was going to, they were doing jujitsu and stuff there. So I started learning that. Um, unfortunately, I was the like smallest person in mm. there. Um, so it, it was a bit of a rough start because you're trying to learn from some, you know, very much like adults who are already there yes. and they're kind of trying to teach a, sure. a little kid and not like snap them in half. Right. Um, so <laughs> yes. I've had some experience that, yeah, that with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just imparting it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was very gradual. Like you said, it was a nice addition. It was kind of layering a cake sort of like, like you say, mm-hmm. layering that cake. Mm. And, oh, and, and, and with Graham, like you're probably the bounciest person I've ever met. You're incredibly <laughs> bouncy. <laughs> um, was that genetic or did you teach your bounciness over a period of time? I think it might have been genetic. I come from a, a family. family. Of, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like taller in my family, but they were all like cross country runners right. or soccer players. Wow, and things. Okay. So there was a lot of that like every year my dad challenging us to sprint competitions mm. or, you know, like my brother was a varsity swimmer and right. stuff. And, and so I clearly don't have the height for that. Um, but that I, I, yeah, I think that there's a little bit of balance. And I think it was also just learned. It was watching these fighters um, and just kind of going, okay, that's a nice way to be elusive to kind of utilize both offense and defense as well. Um, you know, you watch guys like, you know, Ali or uh, my favorite heavyweight boxers, Evander Holyfield, and right. watching the way that he would bounce and yeah. move and, yeah. and um, how he was able to control distance with that. Yeah. And, and so I think it, I think it was a bit of learned and then just thankfully I had some of the genetics to keep up with it. Cause, uh, yeah, that there are definitely some things in fighting that I would really love to be able to do well, but, um, that's not happening. I'm gonna have to like, you know, reteach some things on like on a very genetic level. (laughs) And at what point did, you know, learning turn into teaching? At what point did you think I want to teach this stuff? I think it was when I, when I actually moved here. I, I moved to LA about six years ago. And, um. Where are you from? Well, I grew up in DC. Um, uh, but I, I went to school in Chicago. Oh. So I was, I was bartending, uh, and working nightclubs in Chicago for the years that I was there. Mm. Um, and that is terrible. It's not, it's just, you know, you're, you're up until 4 a.m. Right. and dealing with a lot of, a lot of people that aren't, necessarily in the greatest mindset when they're out yeah um so were it, you, you, were you what were you, were you bouncing in these nightclubs oh no i wasn't bouncing i was i was bartending right and so like you're still kind of dealing with some things yeah. but um so you weren't like swayze and roadhouse no i wasn't like i wish i was like swayze and roadhouse <laughs> i uh, i am what was it I, I am polite until i'm not, i don't have to be right but exactly. uh be nice it was it, it's time to not be nice. It was good it was a good switch but when we came out here you know we were looking for something um that would complement the fact that I you know, have my degree in theater and, yeah. and acting. And so I found a place where I met uh, Aaron Michael and Katie Michael as well. Um, and we 
it, it, it was kind of this nice thing of like, oh, I've been doing this for so many years. It's, it's, it's a very natural fit to kind of right. come in and start and start right. teaching. But there has been a big learning curve. I would say that I'm very much more of a student than I am a teacher. And so it's been, it's been nice to learn from these two as well, from right. some of the other people that I've met on how to, um, even just certain like linguistics and how to impart that knowledge rather yes. than just being like follow along with yes me. yes <laughs> you know and so well, it's, it's true of whatever you're coaching if, if it comes very naturally to you or you've been doing it for so long because it comes so naturally sometimes it can be hard to like convey mm-hmm. that experience and that knowledge and trying to like communicate with people who just don't quite get it and their body yes. doesn't move that way and it doesn't respond the way that your body responds exactly it's a very you know it's something that you have to you have to teach yourself how to do that over and a period of time i think as you guys would know too there's a lot of these things where certain questions that people have it's because this is a sport and it's a sport that's you know high level problem solving with like dire yes. physical consequences there's a lot of the answers are like Yes and Could no. Be. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of yeah. depending on what the, the opponent the is doing. Because oh, yeah. every game plan is different. You have to adapt it to what you do well. Yeah. And so... A lot of people want answers, but there aren't really any there's complete not, answers. There's yeah. not too many like <laughs> wrong answers in boxing uh, or whatever you're doing in combat unless you don't do something. You know, like you could maybe do it wrong, but if you're not actively reacting then like yeah then there's your wrong right. answer but yeah yeah, yeah. it's true well because because there's uh, you know this this sport too if you you know watch it every weekend it's it sometimes comes down to ah, i should i should have moved this way instead of that way mm. and that's the whole that's how a whole fight can end yes. and it's it yeah it's, it's a so game cool. of inches and so it's yeah that can be really hard to <laughs> impart to someone who's coming into it you know, new and maybe just wants to defend themselves. Yes. And they're kind of going, like, well... But, but what should I do? It's like, well... Well, sprint, sprint really yeah. fast to, to begin yeah. with. Go the other <laughs> sprint. Um, and, I, Graham, before we, before we move on, just, just tell me briefly, like, what do you think is the biggest gift that this sport has given you? I mean, when we say sport, like, we're kind of talking about combat sport in general right yeah. now because you have so much experience in so many different fields. But in general, being like a, a combat athlete, um, what has that given you as an individual? I... Th- I think it's, it's, there's nothing necessarily concrete. It's, it's interesting that there's very tangible skills that can translate into like the intangible. And I think that very much the same way that combat has done for me has been the same way that I've heard, uh, you know, your wife Emily talk about it as well, where there's just, there's way to approach life in the same way that you train. Yes. And so especially coming at, at this is like the other half of my life being an actor. There's a lot of this ability to face things head on and just kind of jump in right while also still trying to be vulnerable in the fact that you don't know everything yes and yeah. um and, and there's always ways to adapt and ways right. to kind of uh, you know approach uh well that that's so. that's why the rocky movies still have the best quotes yes. of all time <laughs> the rock because movies, yeah you could use those quotes for pretty, pretty much you can any, no any you part of life absolutely can i think <laughs> if he dies he dies is probably the most <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We could spend a whole podcast yeah, on Rocky Quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, yeah, you, you're facing things head on while also knowing that you, you don't know everything. And, and that's, that's a whole other hour here of, of translating that into like theater. But you train and you, and you practice and then, but then anything can happen. Yeah. And you, and you go in there and you just try to be you. And that's, yeah. 
yeah, it, but again, it, it gets, starts getting more and more like <laughs> metaphysical and, right, you right. Know, yeah. as we go on. Of uh, Aaron Michael, let's move over to you. Tell me about yourself. Uh, I started martial arts when I was six because of Bruce Lee. Yes. Uh, was constantly <laughs> watching. Bruce Lee fan club. Right? Bruce Lee. Yeah. I was constantly watching Bloodsport and Bruce Lee and <laughs> just mimicking Bruce Lee all the time. And I was like, I want to do that. My parents are like, you want to do that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I started doing Taekwondo. Mm. And then I think a week later, they started doing it. And then oh, your parents did? My parents started oh, wow. doing it. And then we started competing, uh, doing tournaments. And I did it until I was about 12 and I got super burned out because we would train two to three times a day, every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. With your parents? With my or, parents. Oh, my God. It was brutal. Um, <laughs> eventually, we started doing kickboxing. As a family? As a family. And I remember helping my dad train for a match. Oh. I think I was like eight. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> eight. Eight or 11 or something like that. And I was holding pads for him all day. Your dad was training to fight very aggressive, tiny people. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, and we also did Hapkido, uh, which What's is... What's that? Hapkido. It's a Korean martial art. It's, uh, you have grappling, takedowns, choke holds, ah. arm bars... Uh, How similar is that to Sambo? Uh, I don't know, because I don't know Sambo too Sambo. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I learned a bunch of different disciplines. And then after that, I, I got back into kickboxing because my dad kept teaching. He started teaching. And later on, he's like, hey, I need a I need an extra instructor at this gym. Mm. So I was like, okay, I can do that. And I started teaching, and it was a totally different world. Yeah. And yeah. you could be a great fighter and a horrible coach. Horrible, yeah. Wow. 100%. And I think because I was so uh, nervous, I was so barky. I was like, right. all right, everybody. Yeah. Ah, like, just scream, you know? Yeah. And it's just- I, I relate with that because when, when I was a little kid and you had to take over, it's like, okay, the only thing I know about is, like, Cobra Kai. So I just, you know, we're like Karate Kid. So you're just kind of like, yeah, you just strike hard and you strike fast and, you know, no mercy. And it's just like, everyone's like, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also compensation for feeling insecure. It's like you just overcome that with with volume. Yeah. Like Like nobody's going to listen to me. So I'm going to scream and I'm going to be really pissed off. And that wasn't the way. Um, And my coaching changes all the time, all the time. Um, But eventually I went to Thailand and started doing Muay Thai. And I brought that back, you know, it's a brutal sport and it's brutal training. And it was probably the best time I ever had training. Yeah. It was five minute rounds, one minute breaks, but in your breaks, you're doing 10 pushups, 10 sit-ups, pour a cup of water Mm. on your head, which hurt because it was so hot. (laughs) Right. And then you, but you're training for two hours Yeah. and you have to do 300 sit-ups at the end of your session every day. Right. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was the coolest experience ever. Um, How long did you do that for? I was there for a month, and then I just kept doing it when I got back. Right. So training felt easy after that. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like my endurance is amazing. Um, and then when I came to L.A., I got a job teaching boxing. But I started studying a coach named Barry Robinson, and he had a system. And he talks about things that are so unorthodox. Like he studies, uh, he studies basketball teams, football teams, baseball teams. Uh, he came from the, he comes from a military background. So his approach was always combat sports is behind. 
Like, how come in basketball they're drilling how to shoot a free throw? He's like, but we're just trying to smash people. Mm. He's like, and our sport's more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like, in basketball, they're not getting concussions. We're getting concussions. Why aren't we drilling like they're drilling? Mm. So I think I started, you know, looking outside of, oh, I just have to study boxing. I just have to study Muay Thai. It's like, no, you got to study everything. Yeah. And apply it. And I think that's helped me grow as a fighter. Well, I think that that's true of a lot. I mean, boxing, also uh, soccer in the UK, when you look at strength conditioning uh, of those sports in the UK, it's, it's very behind, like what you would find in an NFL strength conditioning, that kind of stuff. They're still like doing laps of the, doing laps of the, sure. the, the training field to like, as their, as their conditioning and stuff like that, just very, you know, very behind the times. And I think boxing, because it was such an old, old guard kind of sport. Yeah. Um, it did get stuck and it needed like new ideas and, and fresh blood and it still does. I remember still now. An, interv- an interview with like Teddy Atlas and he was talking about like, you know, yeah, we didn't used to drink water like in the 70s. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. I need that. And he's just like, nah, it makes you weak. But that's Whatever. what we thought. And it's like, that's not good at all. <laughs> right. My best friends, I have to force her to drink water all the time. I'm like, can you just yeah. one, one cup? Yeah. I'm the same way too. I'm, it's bad. It's it's really bad for you not to drink water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so what do you, what do you think? Um, so you came to LA. You started teaching. I started teaching, and I think when I started studying, I started realizing that you can't, you shouldn't just study one thing. You right. shouldn't be like, oh, I'm a boxer. I only study boxing. It's I did Muay Thai, so I can clench. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can use that in your boxing, and most people they don't even know that they can't even touch somebody, grab somebody's neck. Right? They can muscle them around, and not even just muscle, but there's technique to it, and there's drilling to it. And well, so much me behind the neck and threw me across the park. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wrestling, and I well, what what I started learning is that you can apply footwork, everything to kickboxing, Muay Thai boxing wrestling i remember watching a, a wrestling clip and the guy's like oh i, st- I was studying uh my i was studying muhammad ali mm-hmm. he's like so i like to move left right in a circle and then take down because for him it's not really about striking it's about being in a good position yeah it's yeah. all about position yeah so that's what i learned when i was like oh it's not about combinations of the day it's mm-hmm. about 100 percent. how can i always be in a fighting stance yeah. and how can i get into a good position to strike someone when they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you really notice that when you when you first start sparring, or if you if you spar with someone who's who hasn't got much experience, it really has nothing to do with punching at all, and all to do with positioning of the body and footwork. That's yeah. It. And the problem is, a lot of people, you know, they got a lot of heart, right. so they're like, right. "Oh, I could take a punch. Sure, you can get smashed all day, or you could smash somebody all day. But the problem is, either you get discouraged, or the person you're fighting gets discouraged and you didn't learn anything yeah you learn how to do rock'em sock'em robots yeah, yeah exactly. you know um and i think it's not fun to be punished i'd rather not be punished right you know i feel like anybody can really like fight like if you had to you might be able to throw some punches here and there but if you're wanting to learn the sport and do it correctly you know you do need well, to take that time. and what i'm hearing too is it's there's there's a longevity component as yeah. well yeah you yeah know, oh when, yeah when you watch the top people in the sport even if you're not wanting to compete yeah 
there's, you know, it's like they're not doing that every day. Yeah. They're doing drills. And they're <laughs> right, doing other right. Things. Yeah, so yeah. Learning. And that's yeah. why I like what you said. It's like it's, you didn't learn anything, and that's so important. Well, right. I think I think, uh, I think that has been like the benefit of, of UFC. When UFC came along, I think they were more open to new ideas and more mm-hmm. experimental than what they were doing. Whereas like we are saying, like boxing was kind of stuck a little bit in the yeah. dark age. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's we a, don't do it that way. We do it this way. It's the way we've always done it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, no, 100%. That's a beautiful thing about MMA is like you have to have wrestling. You have to have jujitsu. Right. You have to have boxing. You have to have kicking. But what it comes down to is getting into good positions. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? And, yeah. you know, it's funny. People, I remember after the Mayweather-McGregor fight, McGregor said, oh, he had a really good clinch. Mm. And that's funny because it's like, well, if you're in MMA, you should always have a good clinch. Right. And I think, you know, people tend to think like, well, boxing, like I only train hands. Right. It's like, no, you should just train like how you do in MMA. Right, right, right. Because then you can probably beat boxers then. You know what I mean? Um, Artem LaBeouf against uh, Paul... I'm butchering his name, Magnum. Magnum. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a bare knuckle fight. Uh, Arden LeBeau's an MMA fighter. He beat the boxer right. in a bare knuckle fight. You know what I mean? Because he was changing levels, things like that. So I think definitely have an open mind yeah. when it comes to combat sports. I can't even remember the question, but yeah. I'll, well, what do you I'll think? Well, there wasn't really a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is a question now. Uh, what do you think this sport has given you as an individual? Um, I g- if anything, it gives me an edge and I, it's almost like, um, I feel like I have like a little secret in my pocket. Cause when I was growing up, I skated skateboarding. Yeah. Nobody really knew that I knew how to fight. And when I was fighting, nobody knew I skated and I was always into film and art and music and Dude, you you and me have so much more in common. <laughs> yeah, I was like I grew up skateboarding too, but I was terrible. But yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, because I just uh, you know working with you where we did, I feel like we always had like five minutes to just be like, hey, how you doing? Did you watch that thing? And then we right. always had to go. Yeah, yeah. so it's nice kind of uh, getting to know you more and more over the years because we realized that's like oh, we like a lot of the same movies. We yeah, like, yeah, had, you know, seeing so, you know, skateboarding. Not just a fighting monkey. No. (laughs) And so it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's just, I just wanted to add that. It's like, it's just cool getting to know everyone a lot more and like who you're working with because there's the, you guys have so, so much to you. And it's, it's yeah. And I think, I think that, and we're going to talk about um, misconceptions a little bit later, but I think that's true of a lot of, when we look at like fighters or we look at people who are in like strong positions, we often like don't consider the underbelly, their emotional <laughs> underbelly, like what's what's really driving that, what's underneath it all, what what were their experiences like growing up, right? Because um, there's often like a, a pretty tender story to what seems to be a very alpha sport, you know, big time. And Don't I think you? I like because I was always, um, I don't know, like I would guess I was a little bit softer spoken. You know, when I got older, I was goofy. I was always goofy. I was always having fun. <laughs> I just liked being in this like fantasy world of like my movies and things like that. But when it came to fighting, I was, I was so sharp yeah. and I was so dedicated. And I think when I talk about edge, it just means that I have a skill yes. um, and I could tap into this other mind state that I might not have when I'm walking around everyday life. Like when I'm coaching, it's almost the complete opposite of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's funny because 
when I make decisions in life, I'm like, well, why don't I just do it like how I coach? Right. You know what I mean? Make decisions, be decisive. And instead, like, it's something a little different. So I think that it gives me a sense of pride. I have a sense of skill. Like I said, for I have this like little secret. Like it makes yeah. me like I have that in my heart. It's like I know how to fight. Yeah, it's and good. I think, I, I, think <laughs> I think that is that is true of, of of fitness that teaches you something. Fitness that has a skill component. You know, whether it's boxing or whether it's Olympic lifting or anything, like that. anything where you you have to learn something in your fitness journey, as opposed to just doing fitness for the sake of doing fitness. Exactly, um, is what keeps people engaged and keeps people coming back as long as it's done well and taught properly um I so i completely i think that's one of the best this. things about and the fight program that we're, we're teaching here i think that's one of the best things about it you something. will learn something 100%. and you will walk out I of the room with a skill set yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and i would say too that you you feel strong yes like in in, in whatever you're doing it that was a big shift for me in just exercise in general was moving from this like kind of look based kind of thing you know like in your early 20s you're just trying to like you know have the six pack and like look good and do all these things but it's <laughs> it's so it, it's it's very reactive on like what your mental state is that day and like you know just if you're dehydrated or not like right. yeah. whereas if you're coming in and learning something or just kind of doing things that just build your strength that will always be there no matter what you can still go home at the end of the day and just be like oh, i feel capable yeah. You know. And it's also it's also using your brain. Yes. I, I remember. I mean, I, I first got into boxing because I, I I was always a gym rat, uh, and I was I was in my early twenties and I was just bored. Mm-hmm. I, like I've been bench pressing and, and squatting and shit for, for years. Like yeah. I need something else. I need to teach myself something, and that's why I started boxing. So I needed, you know, stimulus. Yeah, something. Yeah, uh, and I think that's what draws a lot of people in. Yeah, I think for me too. I always tell people they're like, "Well, what are you going to teach me?" I'm like, "I'm going to teach you intellect." You know, I'm going to teach you to be smart. You're going to be a smart fighter and then you're going to end up being smart in life. That you know, because you can apply the things yeah. that you learn. It's like, a, you sure. know, it's like building a D&D character. You're just <laughs> <laughs> adding to, to my intelligence. Yeah. And it's going to be really cool. Um, because I think people often, they're like, I just want to work out, but they don't want to have that mental workout. You know, it's kind of like when you teach someone how to lift, they got to learn how to technically lift properly yeah. or they're yeah. gonna get hurt yeah but it's the same with boxing if you don't have those fundamentals and techniques you you shouldn't just go on the bag and like try to hit as hard right. as you can i mean you'll for sure hurt your yeah. Hand. yeah so you always got to use your brain yeah right. yeah right. you got to turn it on uh kenny michael let's so, move on to you <laughs> my experience get ready, get ready for this, okay, right? this one's gonna take a while right <laughs> <laughs> No, my experience is can I, way... Can I, hold on, can I get some yeah. earplugs real <laughs> Okay, I am a naturally loud person. I'm not going to apologize for it. But I, my experience is way different than these guys. I started boxing five years ago. Yeah. I had already moved to LA. I was a cheerleader <laughs> and a dancer when I was younger. So I was learning something as like my athletic ability as mm. a kid. So when I came out here, like doing the regular fitness stuff was cool. But just like you, I was bored. And I just walked into a boxing gym and then I was like, oh, I like this. And I walked into another one, another one. And then all of a sudden I was like offered a job. Right. Um, and it happened so quickly. And I got really good at boxing so fast, which like I'm so proud of myself that I was able to. But I think one of the experiences I had is a lot of pushback from one being a woman in the fitness industry. Mm. But then on top of that, in a combat sport, like you just don't people look at you. I'm also just 5'3", by the way. So like people are just like looking down at me literally and figuratively, you know. So I think one of the experiences is like, I'm always having to kind of prove that yes. even though I've only been doing this for five years, I the, 
the, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You know, I got a job as a, as a assistant coach. And then about six months later, I was a head coach and now yeah. I'm here. Well, I will say that your learning curve was very quick Thank you. and it, and it, it goes into the thing of like, I've always hated the whole Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing yeah. because <laughs> it makes it, 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 it if you look into it, you can make it much more than it is. But I've always looked at something as like intensity and focus is yeah. what, you know, will kind of breed that growth. And it can happen in an hour if well, you're and the focused, thing is, I think, which is what you did. Yeah. And so that was nice to see because, you know, working with you, there was a very fast yeah. learning curve, which was nice. <laughs> well, I, I, bet, I bet that dance and um, cheerleading background helped because, well, yeah. I mean, the same thing with Vanessa, right? Yeah. She was a great boxer and it was... A lot of it came from she had a dance background. She understood movement. She yeah. understood her body. She yeah. Could yeah. That's exactly what it is. There's definitely yeah. different types of intellect in the world, and one of them is is in fitness and knowing your body. So, yeah, that's kind of um, where it all began, just uh, being bored. And then I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm good at this. This is great. And then um, I feel like what it's given me, I mean, there's so many things, but it's given me something else that I love to do because I'm also an actor. So mm-hmm. when you come to L.A., you have to have something that supports you. And being right. able to work at a place that I love to work and do something I love to do. I mean, I one, I love boxing, but I also love teaching it. And I feel like I've become a good coach in the terms of knowing how different everybody's going to learn something different Mm. and coming from like school i have add and i'm dyslexic and i came like we all probably came from a school that was like there's only one way of learning something and if you can't learn it that way like sorry you're shit out of luck yeah so coming from that and then going into a teaching career like you have to notice when you say something and it's like it clicks for those two people but the next two people it's not going to click for Mm. and be able to learn from that and that's been really fun as a coach as well to just help everybody try to learn the way and, that and I, I would imagine uh, as a woman, uh, as a five foot three woman, yeah. um, it's it's pretty empowering. Oh, 100%. Be- 100%. I mean, just like Aaron Michael, like a little secret in your pocket. Yeah. I mean, you never expect that I could beat you up, but like if I wanted How to. How many boys have you been up? <laughs> I haven't. Been- <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I, I think this work definitely empowers you as a woman. I mean, I wouldn't say that, like, if somebody, you know, sticks a gun in my face, I'm going to be able to punch him out, right? Sprint. However. Sprint away. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Totally. And, yeah, I would never say that you should go into a place being like, yeah, I can can beat somebody up. But, like, I've always had a sense of confidence. And, like, when I, growing up, when I would go to Las Vegas all the time when I was a little kid, my mom was always like, just walk like you know where you're going and nobody will fuck with you. So I've always had this, like, confidence of because you're a woman, you're always looking behind you. You never know what's going to happen. And I think this, like having this boxing ability just kind of gives you that more empowerment to where like, you know, if I get in a position where somebody is trying to hit me and I'm going to hit them back, I'll do some serious damage, which feels right. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just kind of talk collectively. I and mean, we, we already kind of touched on it um, about the benefits of this, this kind of training and our fight program specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about empowerment. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about it's going to get you fit. We've talked about this, the the art of learning a skill, mm-hmm. uh, the, the mental engagement you get from that um, and the growth you get from that because the great thing about learning a skill is that there's always more things you can learn from yeah. that skill. Yeah. It's never ending, right? Yeah. It's never ending. That is what I love about boxing. I definitely feel like we we're all really good here but there's always something new that you are you see or you learn from a coach you're like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. I get to do this and frill it and perfect it and then do the next thing. Well, I've been, I've been telling people that uh, you know because MMA is such a 
uh, like the fastest growing sport uh, that yeah. every single weekend I watch a fight, I'm like, oh, I got to get rid of some things and replace it with some stuff mm. because of how it's changing. Yeah. You do, know? do you think, and I might be wrong about this, and I probably am wrong, <laughs> but do you think UFC has like peaked at all? Do you think it like... No. You think it's still? Lies? I think I, I think that in the next ten years we're going to look back at people right now and just be like, wow, they're good. Like the same way that we look back at people like Chuck Liddell or we look at Randy Couture uh, yeah. or Anderson Silva, they yes. were amazing. Yeah, I, I don't mean peaked in terms of like the the quality of the fighters. Oh, the okay. Do you think in terms of popularity, it's peaked? Because it felt for me like there was a time when it was like like getting, getting and then now it's. Not that like they're struggling to, to find like great fights because there are like still great fights in mm-hmm. UFC. There's a lot more great fights in UFC than there are in boxing. Um, but I'm just like I sometimes wonder if it has got to that point where we're, like we've seen the best against the best, and now they're like struggling to find. I don't think. Or is there a next generation coming through? I, I think the next generation coming through and the one after that is just going to continue to climb as far as skill okay. and, and, and how they make the sport change. Right. Um, and then I think that there's also going to, there's also just a political component to it as well, like rule sets and things as well. You know, they got rid of a lot of, um, rules from pride because people for some reason didn't want to watch other people get stomped on and soccer right. picked um, for some reason but uh, no it's you know well I think I think honestly in the beginning it felt a lot more just like violence it was, yes. it was kind of a lot more like let's just put two people in the ring and let them fuck each other up yeah, yeah. and well, from different disciplines <laughs> alright here's a sumo wrestler and here's this kung fu guy like, yeah. let's see what happens it's, on, it's, on a, it's honestly it. the same the same thing as why people love like wrestling right because yeah. it's like just put two big people in the ring it's and like street them, like, fighter it was like watching yeah. you know <laughs> but now but now it truly is an art it yeah. truly is like people learning all of these different skills to the very best of their ability and then yeah. plotting like a chess match against the other I, people who are the best yeah. at that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be so good now to yeah. be anywhere that it's, 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 it really is, like I said, an, an art form. And the people, who are, the people who are following it, like, like you guys, mm-hmm. you know, you're not idiots. No. <laughs> like, yeah. very, well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Very, I have my moments. <laughs> you know, intellectual, like very, uh, you, you're watching it like a chess match. You're studying it yes. like, like an That's art form. And not just like, you're yeah. not in it for the violence. You're in it for like, the technique and yeah. the ability and, yeah. and, and the, but the I, performance. I, I yeah. think it will continue to grow, both both in skills, it'll continue to grow, and I think the popularity will grow, go, uh, continue to grow as more and more, unfortunately, with companies investing. The right. fact that like you have BMW supporting people in, in different countries as well is a big thing with the UFC that I haven't seen as much in boxing because of the commissions. Mm-hmm. You're getting people like, like, McGregor is by far not the best Best fighter fighter at all but he has an entire country behind him (laughs) and you have people like we see it with russia we see it with you know new zealand and australia and you know all of these places where people can kind of really identify um you know with a flag and with someone representing their background yeah and so i think that as we see more uh sponsorships with those individuals and 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 those countries and everyone just kind of starts to kind of meld a little bit more i think it will continue to grow and is boxing doomed um (laughs) i don't think it's i wouldn't want to say it's doomed but there's definitely a lot of problems when it comes to commissions and when it comes to organizing fights and these purses like i'm really a big fan of canelo talking about there should be 
one champion in every yeah. weight class. There should be one belt. There should right. be these. And I think that that's a nice thing to learn from UFC. Whereas I think that with the UFC and places like one and, and all these other places can learn from boxing is to pay their fucking fighters more yeah. and to actually allow them to have some sponsorships and stuff because the the pay in MMA is, is abysmal compared right. to boxing. And that's right. why a lot of people are going over and doing YouTube fights and stuff because yeah. they're able yeah. to make half a million dollars and, and if you're putting your body on the line like yeah, you, you, you need you know oh you, get, you got like a, you got really there's it's rare when you get someone that can fight into their mid to late 30s. Yeah. Right. It's like you got a good maybe 7 years to yeah. make like a statement and then you should get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but that's only true in boxing as well for the people who are fighting at the top level. Like yeah. there's so many journeyman boxers that have been doing it their whole lives for very little money mm-hmm. and come out the other end like oof in a mess it's, yeah. it's, it's brutal yeah it's I, really brutal it is a brutal sport I think that uh, <laughs> MMA boxing could be more popular if we stopped treating the fans like they're stupid yeah you know I think uh, I think part of why I think there's so much sensationalism and like they hit him with the right hand and He's tired. He's not doing enough strength and condition. If we just ed- educated the fans like they do in basketball. Mm-hmm. Cuz when you hear the announcers, they're talking about like, "Oh, their defense is great because of da 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 da" or like, "This is why they're losing." They're they're just calling out what they see. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I hear now, I can't sometimes I'll like put the MMA matches on mute. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll completely agree with you. The, the stupid comments. I, I feel like the yeah. best commentators are the ones that are the ex fighters, like the Dominic Cruises and the Paul Felders yeah, and yeah. stuff that can actually just be like, I hit him with a double leg. And you're just like, what is that? And it's like, well, look it up. Like, and you'll educate yeah. th- th- yourself with it. Yeah. There's so many basketball and football fans who don't even play basketball or football and they know what's going on in the game. Right. Yeah. You know, right. that's how you get a lot of coaches, you know. Maybe they weren't the best athlete, but they understand mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. You know, and I think people, when they watch fighting, it's almost like we treat them like, well, you'll never be great because these guys are gods. These ladies are gods. But it's like, no, they had a practice yeah. and they have deficiencies and then they have skills that they're really good at. Mm-hmm. So let's educate them and tell them, okay, this is what's exactly going on. Yeah. And this is how they got into a good position to get this knockout as well, opposed to oh he yeah. slipped and threw that right <laughs> and speaking about tre- treating the audience like idiots you now have people like what's his name Jake Paul no oh, yeah, yeah, the the right yeah. we just fought with the, the YouTube thing Jake yeah, yeah, oh, the, the YouTube, yeah. Mm. you know fighting and Grant sponsoring them and I don't really follow Grant on Instagram but I do and the amount of abuse Grant got <laughs> oh no <laughs> pictures of this guy it was, it was just hilarious it's like good <laughs> the audience doesn't want this like it's it's so disrespectful to fight fans I mean, there's a YouTube audience that want it. Yeah. yeah. There's that generation. But it's sure. like fight fans are just like, this is like, what have you done? Yeah. I think it's kind of funny because does it bring in money? Yeah. Sure. Can anybody be a fighter? Yeah, I think so. Right. Can you be the most hated person in the world and be a fighter? Definitely. So, and, and it's almost like he's playing a role. Like, all right, I'm going to be the obnoxious villain. Right. I mean, I didn't even blame him. No, and the thing is, is he's got the money to hire the best coaches. Right. And he's been doing it for two years. So you can kind of like, there's, you know, there's things that, yeah, you can't blame him. And he he just kind of adds to that villain role. Right. And then, and then people like, but that's the thing. We talked about wrestling or with, 
boxing or with UFC, the sensationalism. It's people like drama. There's a lot of people that watch fights because it's built. Yeah, you get the drama. The thing that I can't stand is when the audience like boos because it makes me feel like they don't actually understand what's going on in the fight, which usually they don't. When they boo all because they want to see blood, they want to see somebody knocked out. And I'm like, you try to go just one round for three minutes, just keeping your hands up. And I bet you can't. And now these two people are trying to kill each other. And potentially they're trying to do it in a smart way so that they don't get knocked out. And now you're (laughs) booing. And I'm just like, come on. Like, I, I think... I hate, I love a good fight, but at the same time, it, I, I cringe when somebody is starting to bleed or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or gets knocked out because you're just like, the consequences of that is, is a lot. It's a, yeah, it's a lot. Just to for, be. just for your amusement. It's, it's a like, lot to be a fight. Come on, this, you guys. This, this, this is another like social media problem because it used to be like with boxing, you would fight amateur. Or you, before you fight amateur, you would you know grow up boxing. Then you would yep. fight amateur, and then eventually you might go pro. Mm-hmm. You know there was a, there was a, there was a funnel. Mm. Now it's just like well, you can get famous on YouTube, and yep. then you can be a professional yeah. fighter. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's a total. Totally <laughs> it's interesting. It's I, you know, it's funny. I remember I was watching Anderson Silva fight, and he got knocked out. And I remember my friends like, "Yeah, that's I'm so glad he got knocked out." I'm like, "Why? Why? Because." He's an asshole and he showboats. And it's like, that's good that he's showboating. Like, you know, it works to his advantage. He almost uses it as a tool when he fights. So I think people watch it from a personal standpoint. I don't like this person because they're a bad person. Yeah. Uh, Instead of like, is this person a good fighter or are they not a good fighter? Right. You know what I mean? Dude, I've I've done that. Like right. early on to what I, I'm trying to do things where I, I don't invest so much into fighters because they're fighters that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I tend to just not like, I tend to watch them and just be like, just don't get hurt. And, but it's not going to change anything. It's like the best person on that day will win. And mm-hmm. if you're watching someone like a Jake Paul and they've done something bad, win or lose, it's not going to change those actions. Like the people that they've hurt in life, it's, they're still hurt. Yeah. And so you're right in the way that like you're you're watching from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. And Jesus, yeah, I, I'm very antisocial when I'm watching. <laughs> like, yeah, for off sure. in a corner. Yeah. Okay, guys, so let's let's move on to um your favorite fighters of all time and why. Oh. <laughs> you know, everyone knows mine's Rocky Balboa. Do you do you have, who, who's your who's your uh, like. In 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 the real world, in the real world, yeah, not in fantasy world. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we, all, we all have our favorite movie fighter. I mean, I I grew up watching a lot of Ricky Hatton, and I, I loved Ricky Hatton back, back in the day um, when he was at his peak. Um, I also loved Duran. I love watching Duran fight. Duran was great, Duran's amazing. Um, but Tyson was always like, I loved like watching Tyson. I just loved the way he moved. I loved I loved the whole power thing. Mm. Um, I love his videos big, now. That yeah, it's so great. It's <laughs> just yeah. like so. I think. Like if I was trying to like imitate or mm. visualize when I was like working the bag or anything like yeah. that, it was always kind of always always it was, it was always come forward fighters, yeah, as opposed to like defensive fighters. So it was always like like I said, the Durans, the Hands, yeah, the yeah. Tysons, those kind of come forward powerful fighters. What, I, I like that. that. I I, I always yeah, awesome. I always get yeah, get punched a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but they also <laughs> had well, we Duran and like, Tyson had amazing defense too, though. Yeah, yes. they did. you know. Eventually, yeah. they figured out Tyson, but when Duran was training, like, he was using wrestling. Yeah. Right? You know, he was manipulating hands, necks, heads. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. You could be a pressure fighter as long as you have 
good skills, good, skills. good defense. Yeah, good and controls. I didn't really have that, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that's true. I I'm always trying to. You, if anyone ever watches me work combinations and stuff, or like, you know, uh, Kitty Michael and I were hitting mm-hmm. mitts and stuff over this quarantine, like outside and everything. Like, I'm, I'm sure you'd see every week there'd be like, oh, who did Graham just watch? Yeah, fight? Right. because there was very much a lot of like emulating that happened. Yeah, and which is very, very fun, and it, it kind of really shows the things that you have, you're natural in, and the things that you're really not great in. Like, you mm-hmm. know, um. But yeah, as far as favorite fighters, I guess in boxing currently, um, Anoya Inouye is amazing. And everyone knows I love Canelo, but that's kind of a bit of a face of boxing. I, I like that he, he, you see very subtle changes in his approach depending on who he's fighting. Mm. And, I, and I really admire that. I like Canelo as well. There, there's a lot of things too, like, you know, when he fought Mayweather and lost and then started incorporating a lot of similar tactics. There's a lot of if, this. If he was, if, if he was to fight Mayweather now, I the think, fighter he is now versus if you fought Mayweather at the same time, but he was the fighter he is now, do you yeah. think he would beat Mayweather? I, I, I mean, I'm biased. I think I would say yes, as long as there didn't have to be like a catch weight anymore. If he didn't right. have to drain himself the right. way he did the first time. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yes. And, and there, there's, there could be a lot of flack from that because it could go both ways but i i really like canelo and i think that he could he could figure it out um yeah. but i love annoying in a way as well he's another come forward fighter mm. pressure fight for a guy who fights at 118 pounds for him to have like a 90 percent knockout rate right. is insane i'll keep it i'll keep it short for for MMA because I know these guys are going to have a probably similar overlap because I could go on for an hour about different reasons why certain fighters I, I love but I'll always be a fan of Demetrius Johnson I think he was such a great example of being able to mix up absolutely everything in fighting um, and currently this is going to be bad because it's kind of controversial but uh, Peter Yan or Peter Yan who was formerly the bantamweight champion and lost it on a illegal knee to the head i really love his fighting style because it's a beautiful mix of sambo and muay thai and i think i also just like him because all of the other fighters that i love are really nice people like robert whitaker gsp like people that don't create drama mm. and i like that they go in they do, right, their, they job. do their job yeah they do their job, do their job. Yeah. and yan doesn't create drama he's just evil he is just, he is just pure evil. And it comes from like a real place. Right. And I, he's love, like that bad guy in warrior. Yes. And I <laughs> love it because, because the skills are there. The skills are there. He goes and he does his job, but it's, there is, I don't know what it is. Everyone else I love, like seeing Robert Whitaker fight this past week and stuff and just how much of a gent he is. Yeah. And just like, and he's so good. Like I will always root for those guys. But yeah, lately there's a, a weird thing with Yan. I'm just, I'm happy that there's just this like super villain yeah. <laughs> is fighting at it's a, like Ivan Drago. Yeah. All right. I, who's your favorite video game fighter? That's what I want to know. Oh, fuck. Like in, in like a proper fight game? Like, yeah. Pro, like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, don't matter. Um, this, this is the real question, right? Here. Yeah, <laughs> this is the one that people really care about. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably gonna come back to this and be like, okay. no, this one. Right. But off the top of my head, I always really loved Reptile. Okay, in Mortal cool. Kombat. I always loved that like acid spit. <laughs> 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 
was, that was cool. Because <laughs> I know yours. Yeah, I got a couple. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal them. Um, <laughs> as far as favorite fighters go, I think that nowadays I don't have a favorite fighter because mm-hmm. when I watch fights now, I try not to. I don't even cheer anybody anymore. I, I'm trying so hard to get on your level, man. <laughs> I'm trying to catch I don't agree with that. Like, like just watching the fight for the fight and like whoever wins wins. I try know? to critique and I try to figure out what they did, what they do right, what mm. they do wrong, and how could I beat them. Right. That's that. what I look out for. Um, so you're I, your own favorite fighter, basically. What's that? You're your own favorite fighter. <laughs> that, that should that. <laughs> I, think, I think in the past, you know, when I was definite victim of sensationalism, I was like, I like slick fighters. So I was like, I love Josh Kelly. He fights with his hands down. He has a lot of right, head movement. Right. And then I started criticizing and I was like, oh, well, who, who were the people he was fighting? People had a high guard that he could beat really easy. So when he started getting... Um, higher level opponents he couldn't fight the way he fought right yeah and it's like yeah there's there's chinks in the armor it's so interesting when you see that because i remember watching a ton of fighters growing up and it's like this guy is incredible yeah but then as soon as they get to the next level and they get beat it's like oh they could only do that because they were fighting (laughs) yeah so how about i'll say the people that i've been learning a lot from would be uh would be mayweather because you know People talk about his defense. People talk about the shoulder roll, but nobody's talking about that. When after he punches, he puts insurance after that punch by controlling, meaning mm-hmm. that he's controlling someone's head, their gloves. He's making sure that they're not punching. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's smart. He'll let people smother themselves, or he'll smother them so they can't punch. Yeah. I'm learning a lot of that. I'm learning about a lot from George Foreman. You know, Dude, he he was great. He's insane. George Foreman, he did, um, you know, I'm going to talk about a knockout. But he did a knockout. I think it was uh, George Cooney or Jerry Cooney where he threw a right and then he walked to the right like he was going to go for a walk, like a, like a nice walk outside and threw an uppercut at the same time. So he just, it looked like nothing. And he knocked him out with that uppercut. Got back to his feet. He did the same thing. Just walked one way, but threw a punch another way. And I thought that was beautiful. Um, There's another fighter, uh, a new guy, and he's training with Canelo's coach, I believe. And his name's Julio Cesar Martinez. If you watch his fight against Charlie Edwards, um, it's like he's playing um, three-card Monty (laughs) with him. Basically, he's like, Showing him one thing, giving him something else. Right. So he would approach Charlie like, I'm chill and I'm violent. I'm chill, I'm violent. So he never knew when Julio was going to strike. And he had a really hard time. And it was a controversial decision because Julio won that fight. He knocked him down, uh, I believe, with a body shot. And as he was getting down, he punched him one more time as his knee hit the ground. So... They, they was like no contest. And I thought that was stupid, but because he won that fight, he yeah. terrorized him. So it's cool to see that kind of fighter. Cause I don't know. Like I said, I like, you know, uh, grandma saying evil fighters. This dude's evil. <laughs> you know, this dude's super evil. I, I think, I think it's just one of those things where we so rarely see a lot of it is fabricated. Like you, you were saying, it's sensationalized. It's, it's people creating a persona. And I think it's really rare to see someone who like only ever smiles when they're fighting. Right. And that's, that's a very weird, pure place to, to, to find. 
because there is, you know, because there are people like, you know, I loved Boss Rutan growing up and still love him. But, you know, he was never like an evil dude. He was just really good at fighting. Sure. You know, kind of like to compete. So it, I, I agree with you. But I'm also trying to get on your level of not having favorites and just only have people to learn from. <laughs> trying to stay right. detached. I, oh, my God, yeah. It's But it's it's hard. I kind of go at everything very yeah. – uh, I've had to learn over the years. I go at everything very emotionally first and then have to bring it back because that's – I kind of start there and I think it helps with certain artistic things, but yeah, for sure. Um, I've had to learn, you know, like even just relationships and stuff that it's just kind of like, I'm just talking about dinner. You don't have to get all, you know, yeah. it's like, well, why don't, yeah, yeah. Why don't you no. love me? <laughs> and sometimes, you know, when we watch film, we watch movies, we, we watch it just as a movie and we're not trying to, Oh, how do they do the lighting? How do they do the editing? Yeah. Things like that. But I always watch a fight and, uh, do film studies yeah. pretty much. That's how you get better as a fighter. That's how yeah, slow motion all the time on YouTube. Yeah. And back. Uh, okay. I got it. <laughs> no. As a fan though, like there's definitely fighters I like to watch as a fan. Um, you know, Muhammad Ali, I love style bender, but <laughs> I also didn't want to idol worship because when you make someone a God, they're a God. Everybody's a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew eventually, you know, someone was going to not treat Stylebender like a God. Like, oh my God, he's so elusive. Oh my God, like his strikes, da 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 da. Like, and, you know, he got put down on his last fight. And, you know, Jan Blockwitz had a great guard and mm. Stylebender had a problem with that. So right. everybody's human. Yeah. yeah. But everybody fools. Well, and I think too, it's like you, you, <laughs> Like you were saying too, you don't end up learning anything if you idol worship. You tend to just kind of go, they, they did amazing, and that's it. Yeah, you don't, you don't tend to yeah, go yeah, like this was just good, yeah. but where yeah. did they get caught in this round? Where yeah, did they, what did they do wrong? Exactly. Oh, yeah, YouTube's great. You gotta go back. You gotta rewatch the yeah, fight. Yeah, There's yeah, exactly. Things that you miss. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, Style Bender, Roberto Duran. I like old fighters. Henry Hank was really cool yeah, to watch. Old soul, Mr. Aaron Michael. Uh, we I can like all Sugar Ray Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I I love I just love watching fights. I love MMA, kickboxing, Muay Thai, boxing. Like I said, I, I watch it from a a, a, a t- critiquing study point nowadays. But you even know. as a client, honestly, if you go and watch any fight, like just pick a fight, it really doesn't matter, you know. And slow it down, you'll learn stuff. Yeah. You mm. can you can totally learn things. Yeah. Okay, Katie Michael. Okay, who's yours? Well, my first one is gonna be Thug Rose. So I, I know that goes right. So she gross. is crazy. She, when she was nine years old, she got her junior black belt, which was like when I was nine years old, in I what? was like in, in uh, taekwondo. taekwondo. Right. And when I was nine years old, I was like wanting to be the president and also eating pre mantises. So it's like, she is crazy. You, <laughs> you were know eating, I mean? eating oh, pre Oh, yes. Yes, that's, that's, I, that was me as a kid. That I oh, yeah. Learned about you today. I know. It's crazy. So like, she, she's been doing this when she was like a little, little kid. And the thing that I really connect with her is that she's a smart fighter. And as a 5'3", 120 pound fighter myself, I have to be smart because the only people that I spar against are Aaron Michaels <laughs> and our friend Gavin and Graham and like all these men. Like I rarely, well, there is one woman I fight with, but she has a fucking six foot wingspan, Courtney. Right, if, right. So it's yeah. crazy. So I have to be very like in and out, slick, smart. And I feel like when she fights, the people that she's fighting, they don't even know what happened until they're on the ground. Yeah. And then the one I just want to shout out is Jang Wally, W-I-E-L-L-E. She's the first um, person from China that won a championship at the UFC. And she's the first woman, but 
like woman, but also man, woman, everybody in between from China. So yeah, I thought yeah. that was really cool. And her whole story is she was watching Ronda Rousey when Ronda Rousey was like blew up out yeah. of nowhere, right? And she was so empowered by the fact that Ronda Rousey was this woman and a fighter and everybody was really respected of her and like honestly yeah. scared. And coming from China, she was saying how she, you know, comes from a place that like really doesn't respect women, which right. is a storyline around mm. the whole world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some places is worse than others, but yeah. For her, she's like, that's what I fucking want to do. And she was doing Kung Fu since she was a little kid and then switched over to mixed martial arts and then came to the U.S. So a lot of her fights were in China and then came to the U.S. So I just thought that, like, that's a cool story story for a woman just, like, and they, up, and, and they fight this weekend. I know, and they both fight. So, like, they, here's the thing oh, about not they are fighting, they're fighting each both. Other. Yes, Wally and and, and uh, Doug Rose are all they're fighting this weekend. So that's uh-huh. the thing. I'm gonna have to not like. I don't know. You I don't know. I don't want either invest. of them to win. I just want it to oh, be. They're fighting each other. No. Yes, yes, they, yes oh, they're fighting they're each fighting other, other this oh, weekend. Yeah, I oh know. God. So I'm I'm. It was, it's actually a really great for uh, women's MMA this weekend too because Valentina Shevchenko is fighting Jessica Andrade this weekend as well for the flyweight title. So it's really in, good. In, in this sport, I mean, women, everything are kind of like swept on their rug a little bit, but yeah. especially in this sport, you know, and, but women go ham compared to the men. They're really When Joanna good. and Wally, uh, they, when they fought, they went all five rounds. And by the end, Joanna had this massive, like, ball. yeah, on the, her, it was, and they, I mean, and it was, it was nonstop. Like, women fighters are crazy. crazy. I mean, crazy in all the right ways, but like, so well, underrated, I, I, I do, you know? I do thoroughly believe that women's pain threshold is high. Yo, are you kidding? Well, and I think, I think too, a big, a big thing is that like, men typically, you have the, the power advantage of like, a, a, a lot of ma- male fighters might not need the same technique because they have the knockout power. Right. You can be kind of sloppy. Right. Whereas women, especially in like MMA, or even when we watch people like Katie Taylor in boxing mm-hmm. or Clarissa Shields, like there is, love Katie Taylor. Th- there is a, there's not only like this nice aggression that's there that you need for a combat sport, but there's, there's, the technique is flawless. Yeah. So seeing. Well, I think these, women have a lot to prove though, because in, in the world, yeah. we're, we're viewed as less than or weaker yeah. and like not as aggressive as men. So like, how could we be combative yeah. in a combat sport? So, we have to have that technique because if we just go out fucking, then people will be like, oh, well, they didn't have the right technique. No. You know what I mean? So it's like, we have to check all those boxes yeah. they do for, for them to be the best and then not to, you know what I mean? Not to look no, down you're, you're, you're at it. You're 100% yeah. right. Um, they have a lot to yeah. prove. It's going to be, it's a really nice showcase this weekend for, for, yeah. of some of the greatest mm-hmm. female fighters of exciting. all time. Okay, guys, let's bring it back a mm. little bit to, to Faros and the yes. fight program specifically. Uh, what is our goal with this program? What message do we want to send out? Where are we going? What are we doing? To learn. To, to, to be a smart, for me, be a smart fighter. I think big thing is opponent awareness because we're not always going to be sparring somebody to be able to see that opponent in front of you and do things to be able to get to a position where you can react on your own. So you can imagine a situation that's happening and there's a why to everything. And you're not just shooting at the bag, whatever. I'm doing this for a reason. I'm coming down here in a slip for a reason. I'm pulling away for a reason. Mm. So there's always going to be a why in my classes. For me, uh, everybody's welcome and everybody's Mm going to level up uh, no matter how long you've been fighting, whether you're a novice or you're professional. I think everybody's going to learn something from us. And I think that I train, we train intellect. Yeah. Always, yeah. always, always. And even if you don't plan on being a fighter, let's get you as close to the fight as possible. You know, let's, 
make you a smart fighter, mm-hmm. not just, oh, I only know how to strike. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I know how to defend. I know to f- do footwork. I know how to move my head. Yeah. Um, I know different stances. I know how to fight both stances. Yes. Like, yeah. let's get you to be as best as you can at something that you care about. Yeah. You know, and let's, let's say you're not going to like go out on a fight. Your endurance level is going to shoot up. Yeah. You I know, mean, so there's a lot of people here who don't give a fuck about fighting. Totally. Yeah. Right. Right. Just totally. But there is so yeah. much more. But you like, we are not training you to, cause we're not going to expect you to fight. It, it has a lot of benefits just in your regular fitness journey, which I think will be great for people. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's where I come at it too. Is that yeah. I agree with both of the things that you, uh, you said and also just having a, a just a full body routine, something mm-hmm. that connects mind, body, and and being able to move it as a unit um, to practice your balance, your footwork, like mm-hmm. you said, and something that you're going to be able to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like this is the combinations and things you learn. Yes, it, you may or may not have to use them. Hopefully not. But <laughs> at the same time, it's it, it is just it is a it is a exercise. It is a mental state that you can continue to progress in it's a skill you're going to learn for the rest of your life and um and and it again it pulls your whole body together it's the same thing that i try to do with all of my workouts whether it's olympic weightlifting or sprinting and stuff like the way the way that chimps move and how like every single muscle is connected (laughs) it's the same thing with fighting everything is connected yeah it is and so i i really love that approach yeah um, well, it's for me. It's also it's kind of like the ultimate functional training. Yes, yeah, right. Perfectly totally. said. Because you are you're using your body in space. You know, the sweat's pouring off you. You're you're constantly doing different things. You're always on your toes. You're always using your brain. Yes, it's putting all these things together. The, the sport just has a wonderful flow to it. Um, it's a great way, like we've been saying, to just get generally fit to raise your GPP or general mm-hmm. physical preparedness um, at the same time as learning a new skill mm-hmm. at yeah. the same time as just having a great time and having yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll have fun. I'm going to change my fun. answer to what you said. Just my fun. answer is exactly what Pete said. Yeah. <laughs> it's really well said. It's fun, guys. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm so excited for people to come in and experience this and, and to work with you guys. I mean, we have a fight class every day right now. We're going to be uh, launching a lot more as the year progresses. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I just want people to do it and, and yes. experience it and have fun with it and, and see, and see the, the gift of it. What Aaron Michael said though, everyone is welcome. It like, don't be afraid don't to be come. Afraid. Cause yeah. like, I, I get it. Whether you're a man or a woman, you're can be like, but I, <laughs> it's like a combat sport. It's like, it's, it's so much more than just hitting something or somebody. Yeah. Exactly. So like, yeah, what you said, Aaron Michael, everybody is welcome and um, you can start at zero. Or you can start at the level 100 and you're still going to learn something. No matter yeah, what. because we, we always start every session from the ground up. So yeah. everything, you know, doesn't matter what level you're at. We always start with the basics because everybody always needs to know the basics. So fundamentals. <laughs> all the, always the fundamentals. <laughs> you'll, you'll never be out of place here. Um, okay, this is what I want to kind of finish and wrap up with. Um, and this can, can be to do with uh, combat. Okay. Or it can be to do with anything. Yeah. Uh, my producer Brandon is going to start the clock. It's going to be a, a one-minute drill. Yep. You're each going okay. to have one minute to think about your purpose on this planet. Okay. Now you don't have to think about your whole purpose. You just have to think of three words that would be contained within your purpose. Three Defeat words. capitalism. Yes. <laughs> Where's two words? I, I run a small business. Yeah. Kind of I, don't, um, I don't see you as a, as the capitalist that I'm worried about. <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't need to worry about my phone. Yeah, phone damn, Coke brothers. Um, <laughs> your last name isn't Bezos. Or- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so three words, okay. any three oh, words God. that you can contain within your purpose can be anything. You ready oh. with the clock, Brandon? Wait, three. does it have to be like an adjective or can it, it can be-, be anything you want? <laughs> only, only pronouns. three words. You can believe blamange. My purpose? Whatever you want. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Do Americans use the word blamange, by the way? No. Oh, Wait, you guys no, talking. It's, it's, I can't think. <laughs> okay. I'll be quiet now. I already know mine. Oh, you shit. You look down upon big fancy words, especially with that many Americans can't Blamange. What a beautiful word. Yeah. Sometimes just want to just go to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross and be like, always be closing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know mine too, though. You want to run down? It's very similar. I, 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 oh, I God. I, think, uh, I feel so put we'll, on the spot right now. We'll start with Grant. We'll yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> You'll have hard time to think while they're working. Yeah, perfect. No, I, I, I got mine too. What do you you guys like know your just yeah we're much we're we're, we're we're older than you we've had more time to to think they, I mean I know what I want to do on this earth you know ten seconds, ten seconds. nine eight seven six <laughs> 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 ding ding okay our mark we go first mine three words yeah learn oh Jesus create express Ooh. do you want to embellish a little uh i'll leave it at that mm, i like that. that i like your style uh, i uh, create is also one of mine create improve and um i guess i could go with authentic or authenticity Ooh, i like that is authenticity okay katie michael well, yeah, I guess I'm gonna be like true to myself, right? Yeah, wow, you have to be. I mean, I'm gonna say act, but I could also say create, and that's more that's more um, well-rounded. And then I want to just say love, truly. There you go. You got to spread the love, right? Love to yourself, love to other people. The world needs a little bit more. It does always. Um, world peace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Miss Reno. <laughs> God, Miss Reno, what does that look like? I'm wearing like know. a card dress. You know? So wait, wait, so that was create love. Was there a third one? Uh, truth. truth. Was, yeah, oh, truth. 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 There you go. Be true to yourself. Love that. But like, I well, it's interesting that you all said create because you you are three creative souls, it's right? True. You are all artists. What is that? Left yeah. brain or something? What know. is that, right, Brian? Yeah, it's whatever side what? is really smooth. On the <laughs> <laughs> it's my good side. Yeah. I yeah, think, we, go ahead. Go on, no, you go. No, I was going to say, no matter the medium, um, sometimes you have to make do with whatever you have, but as long as you can create something, mm. you know, whether it be photography, painting, radio, film, editing, podcast, you know, podcast, podcast. dancing, uh, even you know, whatever. Fighting. You can, like, yeah. I think that's a huge yeah. thing that people leave out when you go into like, you know, you talk about heart and you talk about skills. Like, Creativity is a huge one. Oh yeah, which yeah. which we see in some. I of mean, the we best create our own fighters. workouts for ourselves. We create classes for you all just, every Sunday at ten fifteen. You are <laughs> you, you, you guys. You, you guys are actors that became fighters. Yes. Yeah. Has anybody been yeah. a fighter that became a successful actor? <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely not Ronda Rousey. Definitely not no. Ronda Rousey. Bruce um, Lee. 
Well, well, Bruce Lee grew up in a theater. Yeah, theatrical he actually family. started. He his he started first film in, was ten years old. Yeah, he started. Which, but it's a good one. It is you. I think that's you the are, closest. I think that's the closest, Aaron. That's no. Yeah, I sure. think everybody's gonna. I feel like me and uh, us three will probably be the first like fighters, and then yeah, become yeah. successful actors. I mean, but you you do have successful like actors successful that actors. do compete, or even people who are in a different field. Like Anthony Bourdain was a, a you know. He, he won a few jujitsu competitions. You have Keanu Reeves doing the same thing in jujitsu. Right. Like, you have people that can learn some skills. I think with seeing what they're making GSP do a little bit in the Marvel yeah. franchise, he kind of get at it. But it's a skill, and it's a skill that, in the same way as anything else, if you're going to do it at the, to the to the best of your ability, you not only need to be obsessed with it, yeah, but it's something that you learn. It's not something that you just walk in and just say, hey, I'm going to be completely vulnerable and authentic in front of a whole cast of people while also memorizing lines and emotionally manipulating myself. Right. And so it is, it's not something that people can't do, but it's something that I think when it comes to athletics, you need to treat it the same way as your athletic career. Mm-hmm. How much time and practice did you put into it? It's not something that you're just going to walk in <laughs> And, and, and do perfectly. Yeah. And it's also difficult because you have identified your whole life as one thing. Like yes. you have identified yourself as a fighter and there's a certain alpha imagery or an alpha perception that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be very hard for people to shed that mm-hmm. and then become something else because right. acting is the world of pretend, right? I'm yeah. pretending to be someone else. Yes. Um, and I think it's very That's hard for them. It. It's very hard for them to just not be. The fighter that they've yeah. always been. Well, yeah. and especially because like they're hired because they, they do come in with a name. You know, if you hire right. like Michael Bisping yeah. for something, and it's like Michael, well, that's, that's Bisping. That's not that's but not. You know. Bisping was in the David Lynch so Twin good, Peaks episode. Yes, it's was. good when they play really well. themselves. Yeah. Like when right. people aren't actors and you just want them for the for name, yeah. just play yourself, and then it's like, oh yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, I, and I think with what like. you're saying too, with like a big part of it too is the production and the director as well, because I'm pretty sure David Lynch could make anyone look good. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. What yeah. about the dude from, um, what's it called? Uh, he was in Blade Runner 2049 in the beginning. He's in the new Dune. Oh, 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 um, uh, Batista. Yeah. He was good, but he was, he was a, he was a UFC, uh, WWE guy. So I, I classify him as like, an actor yeah. than, than, but he's an athlete. But Dave Batista? he was an actor. Like, I mean, he's, he's very great. athletic. And, yeah. and, 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 but was, was he ever a fighter? No. He was, I mean, he, was he, in, he, did, he, he did, he did, and he did do a professional MMA fight. Oh, he or did? Two. But like, I would, but coming from that WWE background, he's a hundred percent, he is athletic. And he might be the anomaly in this conversation. He's got but some chops, I was, though. I would put him as an actor first because yeah. having to come out with a persona and, and sell the fight yeah. every single night, especially in those regional circuits that they do. I would put him as like, dude, he's doing theater every night. Well, sure. well, wait a minute. If we go down that road, we can talk about Dwayne Johnson, right? Because ah, but I, I, yeah, but he's <laughs> but he I mean, The Rock though, wasn't like in Blade Runner twenty four. <laughs> That's the criteria. Were you in Blade Runner or not? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, that is the very good, very good example. I think that Batista is a nice bridge to cross with that. It's mm-hmm. possible. Anything's possible. It is. It, it, yeah. it can be. I'm it can gen- be done. I'm just, it can be done. I'm just salty. Yeah. Okay, guys, we better uh, wrap it up there. Uh, great podcast, guys. Yeah, Thanks great for joining podcast. me. Thank that you. Was, that was awesome. Having us. Uh,
if you're listening to this and you want to come take a boxing class, you want to Ooh. join the fight program, please do. We are at 1316 Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park. Uh, we're going to be doing some great things uh, this year with these three uh, captains of industry. Uh, captains nice. of the fight industry. That's us. Yes. Um, so yeah, come see us. Uh, you can follow us at Faros Echo Park. Uh, Graham, what's your Instagram? Oh, Graham? it's just uh, for my acting. It's Graham Jenkins one, and <laughs> with just like the the number. And um, for here, we have fight at Faros. Fight so at we're Faros. Gonna be, we're going to be putting up more and more videos of all three of us and and, and, and technique and technique different punches. And, yes. Michael, <laughs> you can find me at Harvey Leche. Harvey Leche. If you want boxing, you Love can it. find me at Coach. Harvey Leche. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> mine is Katie Michael Pollan. So it's K-A-T-I-E-M-I-C-H-A-L-P-U-L-L-E-N. <laughs> Don't get it wrong, guys. Um, you can't get it wrong because the Michael is a girl, Michael, quote unquote, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And then my coach one is uh, coach underscore KMP. So guys. follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Awesome. Uh, we will catch you real soon out there and thanks for listening see you yeah. bye thank you thank bye. you